everybody coast to coast combat hour ufc 261 fight week ed carbajal as always here with matthew hawkins this podcast is always brought to you by allaccessmma.com make sure you follow all access mma for your mma mixed martial arts news i know uh we got the big big pay-per-view that mr hawkins is going to what's up matt what's up ed <laughs> how are you doing all right but we gotta uh, just touch on some stuff from the week that passed so why don't we uh, get into it before, uh, you know, before we look at the uh, UFC 261, where you'll be sweating your balls off down in humid-ass Florida. <laughs> yeah, I'm look- <laughs> looking forward to that one for sure. Um, yeah, so we didn't talk a whole lot about the past weekend's uh, UFC Fight Night card, so uh, there's no reason for us to go down and break it down. Two fights, top two fights that I noticed, just uh, Andre Arlovsky picks up another win, keeps defying uh, – father time in a sense that he's able to uh, keep ticking away uh, in the UFC. He's moves himself up the charts of wins and fights and, and all that stuff. So, you know, props to the legend really are Andre Arlovsky, a guy who we talked about retiring, like, you know, 12, 14 years ago. I mean, it seems like at this point, 10 years ago for sure. So uh, Andre Arlovsky picks up a win. The main event, uh, Robert Whitaker faced off with Kelvin Gastelum. Uh, I think we picked different sides of the coin on this fight. <laughs> Robert Whitaker uh, picks up the win. Uh, unanimous decision, 25 minutes. Uh, pretty much controls fight start to finish. Uh, nothing real special about that fight, but um, but a big win for Whitaker. And, and Dana White basically says he's number one contender, uh, short of uh, short of not being ready at that point. Uh, Melvin Vettori uh, would would get the nod uh, for the title fight there against Marvin Adesanya. Marvin, Marvin Vittori. Marvin Vittori. Thank you. Yeah, so, no, uh, I, I, uh, I was actually, that's, that was, the, I was nice to see Arlovsky pick up a win. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Jessica Penne and uh, Lupita Godinez. Uh, to me, that was fight of the night. I loved uh, the fire from both women. I actually had Godinez pick to win, and she didn't because Penne uh, was, uh, I want to say she was more aggressive, even getting tossed. With that uh, AEW uh, Swolverine slam against the fence when she was going for a triangle, <laughs> she just completely stayed focused and, and emotional victory for her. So that was actually one of my favorite fights from that card because um, there was nothing really else. Nothing else was really going on Saturday night that I'm aware of. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, at least not a whole lot worth talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that was UFC. Like I said, big win for uh, Whitaker. You know, uh, the division's kind of settling itself out now yeah. uh, that some of these guys have fought. So uh, maybe Adesanya moving up and, and making, even though he lost to, to Jan, at least uh, maybe that allowed some know. time. Might have allowed some time yeah. for this to settle out, though. And, and we didn't get a re- instant rematch so quick. At least Whitaker has, has worked his way, now beat a couple of top guys. And there's really not any question we're dealing with really two contenders now at middleweight uh that have a mm-hmm. say in it everybody else now needs to kind of step back yeah, good ones too yeah yeah and, and both interesting matchups because i mean israel did his thing with whitaker in their first fight but you know you usually wouldn't expect the same result uh mm-hmm. knowing whitaker's uh you know just how good he is yeah. you know I, I we i think we all fell victim to kind of thinking he was uh maybe a little overrated or, or 
past his whatever, you know, when, when Israel, I, I'm certainly guilty him. of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, but he's obviously, we were wrong in that case. And he's, he's one of the top, uh, if not the best middleweight in the world that that'll be to be seen, but mm-hmm. that was the UFC card. Um, the night before Bellator had a, uh, had a mega event. Um, the fights ended up so-so uh, top to bottom. Um, obviously, there was big wins for some guys. I mean, the night started off crazy. J.J. Wilson uh, spinning back fist, uh, ground and pound finish of Pedro Cavallo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wilson moves to 8-0. And, and I think somebody that we've kind of mentioned off and on a little bit in, in past broadcasts, but um, I think somebody who now picks up that win, I don't think a lot of people saw uh, him finishing off Carvalho uh, that way. Mm. Uh, Matt, Matt's, Matt, Bur- Matt's Burnell, that was my the fight for me, my favorite fight, just because of the grappling transitions. I knew that choke was coming by the end of the first round, only because uh, he almost he nearly sunk it in twice before a choke came. I didn't know it was going to be that particular choke, but dude's good, man. I'm I'm going to be watching him. Yeah, he was threatening stuff the whole fight. I uh, I was super impressed with him. I mean, he beat Sal Rogers, who uh, you know was in the Grand Prix and. Uh, obviously at 14 and, and well, he was 14 and three going into that fight. Um, it's a big win for Burnell and uh, he moves up the thing. I move up the rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, one fight I missed was the Albrechtson Nemkov fight. I know you talked to Albrechtson recently um, and, uh, but he picks up a win over Nemkov uh, by decision uh, did you catch that fight by chance? Yeah, I saw all of them. It was good. I mean, it was a good. It was a good outing for him. Um, listen, man, not, they all can't be Fedor or, or Vadim for that matter. Just because he shares his name as a Vadim, you know, that was his brother. Um, it is what it is, man. But uh, that I mean, Albertson was, was uh, it was what was cool is that it was very uh, pride esque, just having Moro on the mic and mentioning, you know, that they're. Uh, their backgrounds and stuff from coming from from around that ways, but um, I mean, uh, it, he's there's definitely a, a, a what's the word I'm looking for the phrase. Uh, there's definitely like a nostalgic. No, no, there's like a there between the two Nemkovs. I mean, there's obviously oh. a, a, an experience or a skill set gap between the two. Uh, obviously, Vati might be the one that hits the, the the gym a little more, or as far as training goes. But I mean, I mean, that's not to say take anything away. I mean. It could just be Albertson is is that good too, but um, I I didn't really look at the they just released the rankings today actually or yesterday I forget when they released them, but I have to see who who shuffled more. We're seeing a lot more movement as they're holding more cards, like I said a couple of weeks ago. Though I do remember seeing because they do just like the UFC does with the green and red arrows, you know, uh, they indicate who moved up and who moved down. So I like seeing that, and um, I know you wanted to talk about um. Obviously, that especially that first round between Hamasi and Daly uh, at 175 pounds, what Daly was kind of campaigning to start a 175 division. I mean, I guess it's because it seems like he's either talking about retiring or he wants to keep fighting and and start a new division and make it. uh, uh, He wants to fight for a title for that division. And the Coker's open to having him continue him fight, he said in the post fight press conference but he also said you know i'm not going to start a new division but you know if you still if you think you got another run for 170 and you i'm all for it too so uh i don't know i don't know how to feel about that well i mean just getting back you know for my opinion of the fight itself hamasi came out decked daily had him 
had him on the brink. I mean, it was it was any at any time the referee could have stopped it, and it probably would have been uh, it wouldn't have been too criticized. Um, Daily rebounds by the end of the first round starts to gain momentum back, uh, and then is able to uh, put him down and finish him in the uh, in the second round in 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 a you know fight of the year you know mm-hmm. uh, candidate for sure, especially for a you know a, a what was it a seven minute fight, six minutes forty four seconds. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, all fireworks, classic Paul Daly. Um, I mean, I've praised Paul Daly a ton on this show. I, I, he's probably, you know, when I, if one if not my favorite one set, it's funny. Cause I was like telling, going to tell somebody like, he's probably my f- favorite 170 ish fighter because he really doesn't always make 170, but he's kind of like 173, 174, 175. If Scott Coker is smart enough to hire, sign that guy to a contract and just have him do catch weights, call it daily weight or whatever. They don't need, <laughs> that you know, yeah. do whatever. But if, if he can keep daily on cards and keep him fighting, in a weight that daily feels comfortable and can make. And there's opponents who want to fight him at that weight. It would be a genius move. I mean, let's just, we can put the belts and divisions aside. That's what we want to watch. Are you, I mean, if we had a whole night of catch weight fights that resulted, had that kind of fury well, and chaos. Yeah, I mean, that's like, if you, if I mean, I know tomorrow night's, uh, you know, we're going to get another event on one, one, one uh, championship on TNT, but that's kind of the, that's kind of the way that, uh, uh, one operates you know they don't want you uh killing yourself and 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 coming in you know fighting a fight before you are your actual fight of against the scale versus a, your opponent you know you get you get some you get something like this you get a you get a firefight like this and and talk about uh two guys that that were gave each other mad respect after for damn near finishing one another mm-hmm. it's funny because uh what did daily say he said it was that, that's of all his opponents, those are the two hardest he's been hit. I forget who the other. What's the other fight? The UFC one well, that, or no, the strike force. Is it was it and, and Diaz? Diaz ah. put him down. Yeah, um, that one. Similar to how he fell against Tomasi, where he kind mm-hmm. of folded back. Uh, in the in the first one, John McCarthy was the ref and waved it off. In this one, John McCarthy was the color man and decided mm-hmm. to praise. Yeah, I waved him off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was that was kind of strange, but um. Yeah, no, he just, I think he just told Hamasi, like, you look at all my fights. Like, I don't usually get put down yeah. in that in that fashion, you know, and then you were one of them. And I, he underestimated him clearly, I think. And uh, that's what he said, but yeah. I mean, he got drilled. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad he recovered. I thought it was his retirement fight. So the fight, I'm kind of going, dude, what a way to go out, you know, like, holy shit. You just. Yeah, they, on- they asked him, because uh, who does he have the rivalry with? MVP for some reason. And um, they were asking him, would you do another one against him? And and uh, he was kind of just like, look, whatever gets me moving up, I'll do. But, you know, that, that's kind of been overdone. Um, but it is what it is, man. I mean, I, I, of course, we love seeing him fight. So if he wants to keep fighting, uh, I'm all for it. I mean, he's definitely he's definitely one of the most. I mean, when you look at not for you and I, obviously, but if you talk to your average MMA fan, you know, like these little soy boys doing certain things on, on certain outlets. They they uh they probably don't even know about Paul Daly unless you connect him to something you know you know he's probably just kind of like folks you know when I when I tell people that uh, my instructor's instructor Pellegrino is the one getting choked and uh, Diaz does the double middle fingers nobody realizes that they don't remember who the loser is they always remember mm-hmm. the other guy so um and and Daly hasn't lost that much you know or that badly in his career 
to go unrecognized. So, um, yeah. No, I mean, great all-time legend. You know, going to go down, it, it, likely to go down as one of the best fighters ever to not win a, a title in, mm-hmm. in in a super high level organization, the UFC, Bellator, you know, Strike Force, that kind of thing. But I mean, just uh, just what what I pay to see. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the modern day Igor Vovchanchian. That's the modern day. You know, that's that's and, and it's not just just bleed because I he's used strategy. To no, it's not absolutely some not. Of his yeah. fights too. He's just a pure savage, and he's Man. got one of the strongest good. Left hooks. And good, yeah, you just know, good. And, like, yeah, just damn good. So he picks up a huge win. Happy as hell for him. Uh, Vita Ortega, Ortega picks up a win. Also, uh, in the in the tournament uh, quarterfinals for the light heavyweight division, Corey Anderson. Uh, looked super impressive. Uh, picked up a third round ground and pound to, uh, win over uh, Yagshimiradov. Um, Whatever, as long as we don't got to say that name again. Yeah, yeah. So that'll <laughs> be the last time that I attempt it. But yeah, um, yeah uh, Anderson looked great. I, I mean, considering kind of the unknown of, of a guy, although you have footage and it's ACA, it's not like the dude's coming from, you know, 1987 jungle fight, you know, but he, mm-hmm. he it's, it's, it's still somewhat of an unknown because you don't really have anybody to compare that you fought that he's fought and, and that kind of stuff. So uh, interesting how that came out, but uh, you know, a big win for him yeah. uh, main, main event. Uh, so Corey Anderson now will face Ryan Bader <laughs> in, the, in the semifinals on the, on the left side of the bracket. And then on the right side of the bracket, uh, the number one seed, Vadim Nemkov, uh, picks up a unanimous decision over Phil Davis, basically mm-hmm. winning the first three rounds pretty convincingly. You got and me. Then, you mean you got me? <laughs> that little weird exchange with the two of them in the cage, uh, um, Anderson and Bader. He was like, oh, you got me next. He was like, what do you mean you got me? And I was just like, yeah. I mean, you're not for nothing. Those guys like them too, especially, they come from wrestling. You know, um, for them, this is this is right up their alley. They love it. They love that whole. They love the whole tournament format. You know, getting making it to one final match. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it, if if it, I mean, well, Nemkov is the only one that you have to kind of be like that that because he's the youngest at this point. I think he's the youngest guy in the whole thing, right? Uh, yeah. Well, he's certainly younger than Ro- Romero, and uh, I'm not sure. Maybe him and Corey Anderson might be real close in age. I don't think. Corey yeah. Anderson I mean, even not for nothing. Even we were saying this last week, but now it's like double down. It's still anybody's to win with it. When you look at the names left in this, it's like Jesus. It's all killers, light heavyweight killers. Yeah. So Nem- Nemkov's 28, uh, Anderson's 31, and then and then the other guys are all all older. But like mm-hmm. you said, killers. Um. So yeah, Nemkov picks up the win over Phil Davis. You know, gets through the round. That's going to set up a fight with him now and Yol, R- Yol Romero, uh, Rumble winner, which takes place on May seventh, I believe. For some reason, I want to say sixth, but I'm pretty sure it's seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, shaping up kind of as as we all expected up until this point. So we'll see how that goes. But um, good show by Bellator. You know, fights okay. Yeah. Uh, keep, you know, every, keep, keep, keep it up, man. It's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I enjoy the production yeah. and the colors and the lighting and pacing everything. is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll continue to talk more about Bellator, uh, as they continue to, to do stuff with Showtime. However, this week, the big event is UFC 261 Jacksonville, mm-hmm. the return to the crowd, the return of MMA Hawk to fighting events. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, 
going to be fun, man. I, I, uh, I, I know a lot of people have their opinions on things, but uh, at this point I'm, I'm beyond excited to, uh, to get in there and, and be around people and, uh, and, and live my normal life. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, um, it's going to be an interesting, <clears throat> excuse me, week <clears throat> coming, uh, coming to an event with fans. I don't know if I miss them or not. I mean, I know you miss going or whatever, but I don't know if I'm going to miss uh, being able to hear all the cool stuff we've been hearing with the corners and the, you know, impact and all that. But I mean, it's still the energy is going to make for a big difference for the fighters and for for everybody. I think. I I, I don't know. I think it'll be cool to see fighter walks with people there again. I think <clears throat> just you know, yeah, obviously on TV we'll see how that plays out. See if it's much noticeable. I did notice that like baseball games now that crowds have started to come back to certain sporting events, it is more enjoyable for me as a fan i like hearing the cheers <laughs> like it doesn't have like just empty gym feel so mm-hmm. we'll see how that unfolds but um yeah so jacksonville saturday night uh fingers crossed i know we're still days away but um right now I, i'm i'm liking the main card mm-hmm. uh i'm not gonna say i completely love it because there's a couple rematch or there's a rematch <laughs> stuff like that but I, I'm excited for what's holding right now, and I'm gonna. Uh, I, I think that there's some great potential. First match right now scheduled for the opening is uh, Anthony Smith um, coming in at 34 and 16 against Jimmy Crute, 12 and one. Uh, I'm glad that we have a light heavy. I'm like I'm glad that we got some big boys starting off this. This mm-hmm. for me, I, I like some of the heavier divisions. So um, Crute's on a two fight win streak. Uh, Anthony Smith coming off of his main event, last minute main event win over Devin Clark, uh, where he looked great, uh, picking up the submission win. Um, ooh, I was leaning Jim Crute, uh, up until a couple hours ago, probably, but then I just kind of started looking at stuff and I, I just feel like Anthony Smith is, is mm-hmm. maybe not done. Uh, like I kind of thought maybe he was. And I, I think that the UFC is doing well by giving him a Devin Clark <laughs> and, and maybe not, you know, not just keeping him in the top three or four killers of the division. Uh, no, that doesn't mean that Jim Crute uh, is not going to work his way to that point. But um, I think Anthony Smith is, is able to figure this out. And uh, I, I think he's going to win by a late TKO uh, third round. I, I think he'll, he'll just, out veteran the guy and, and, and figure out a way to win and end up in a real favorable position late in the fight mm-hmm. and figure out a way to, to, it might be a submission, but I, I I'm thinking, uh, some kind of TKO just, uh, after he, after he beats up Crute for, for about 10 minutes and then is able to finish the job. That's, that's kind of how I, I, yeah. I see now. I, um, I, I uh, actually agree with you only be like Anthony Smith. He's either on or off lately. It seems after, especially after his fight with John Jones, but, you know the Anthony Smith that got to John Jones is 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 the one that's on for me, and uh, I mean, we were just commenting on fans and the energy and stuff like that. I feel like maybe maybe that's what because maybe that's what was missing for him. We'll see how he does, but he's a slight underdog. He's not a very big underdog. When I was checking the odds as I was uh, um, prepping my pip- picks for all the websites I contribute to, but um, I I'm definitely uh, with you on that. I could see Anthony Smith pulling off. A victory. I don't. I don't know how, but I feel. I just feel like I just something in my gut tells me where we. Uh, he's on for this fight. Yeah, that's kind of what <laughs> I felt earlier today. I want to change my change my mind mm-hmm. on that one. So that's the opening fight. Uh, 
I don't see anything but fireworks. Uh, that brings us to a uh, rematch from a, uh, a fight a long time ago, pre-UFC. 2010. 2010, uh, I believe it was oh, up, up in my neck of the woods. Yeah. Ring of Combat. Uh, I used to order those DVDs a uh, long, long time ago. But uh, Uriah Hall, Chris Weidman. Weidman, uh, one of my personal all-time favorites, uh, has been been a rough second part of his career. Uh, Uriah Hall on a three-fight win streak. Uh, Weidman coming off of a win. Um, you want to talk about somebody who's hot and cold and can become hot and cold in the exact same fight? Mm-hmm. It's kind of Chris Weidman. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's you know, he's a couple minutes away from a win over Yoel, a couple minutes away from a win over Jacare. And it just, it just didn't, it collapsed on him. So, Mm. um, gosh, I'm going to pick Weidman to win this. Uh, I think that he just has more MMA tools than Uriah Hall. Um, I, I think he's smart enough to try to wrestle this fight down. Now, if he can't get the fight down, I think we might be looking at another late finish uh, that he gets taken, you know, taken down late. Um, but I'm going to say that he uses his experience from beating him once, although again, a long time ago. Yeah, and, long, um, long time ago. I, I think that that mentally is good for Chris uh, Weidman that he has that, um, and I think that he he'll overcome and figure out a way to win this fight, probably by decision. Um, but I think another fight that's basically a coin flip. Yeah, uh, I hope you're right. Obviously, because uh, you know I'm down with the Sarah Longo crew. Um, however, um, and if I have to be objective, which I normally have to be for what I do, um, it's hard for me not to lean towards Uriah Hall here, just because. Uh, I mean, again, we talk about their first fight versus now. And what they've both put their bodies through physically. I mean, you know, Weidman's had neck surgery, and I forget what other injuries he's had that that have, have sidelined him. Um, and uh, <clears throat> his last three, he uh, two of them were knockouts. And um, I, especially at this point in the game for a fighter's career, I feel like those carry over uh, somewhat. I know he won a decision in his last fight. But it was a decision. I'm used to the Chris Weidman that, you know, used to drag and maul people and stuff like that. So I feel like it it might be uh, a lot's happened since your last fight. And this time, I think uh, time has been kinder to Uriah Hall. So, um, again, I I hope you're right. I hope he does win just because I I don't want to sound like I'm betraying my Northeastern uh, martial arts connections. But, uh, you know, it's hard for me not to, to lean towards Uriah Hall. So that's the first two fights of the main card. Then that brings us to our first of our three title fights of the evening. Oh, it's going to be a late night for me. Again, currently <laughs> scheduled. Um, <clears throat> Valentina Shevchenko, the women's flyweight champion, yeah. defends the belt against Jessica Andrade, uh, who fought for the title at strawweight. Uh, it's been around a long time, uh, beating up a lot of people. Uh, Shevchenko, uh, I don't want to. Uh, is 20 and three. Uh, Andrade is 21 and eight. Uh, you know, um, I'm always for stirring the pot, but I just don't see it in this fight. I know that it seems like some late uh, money might be coming in Andrade. I, I think I saw some uh, people kind of, it was that the guy, your Greek dude who does the uh, UFC stuff. Uh, I, I think he was saying, you know, she was the betting side. That doesn't necessarily mean he thinks she's going to win. It just means odds. I can't um, stand him. <laughs> yeah, so, um, with that said, I, I think Shevchenko, uh, I, 
I, I think I, I think Shevchenko wins fairly easily. I'm just not real sure how. Uh, I, I kind of hope she has the killer instinct and and finishes her. Uh, but I could see her uh, yeah. just working her way, doing her thing for for five rounds and and yeah. sweeping the scorecards. Same, same here. Uh, I I just think um, I know Andrade is she's tough and she's strong, and that's why she's you know ranked in the position she is and gets the fights that she's been getting. But I don't see anything that. As far as um, like skill wise, that's especially. I like to always go back to the two fights with, with uh, against Rose Namajunas. When even though she won one of them, she was losing it up until she just went, you know, berserk or crazy or whatever you want to call it, where she just picked her up and slammed her on his on her head. And that was Rose. That was Rose's mistake. To her own, she admitted that was her own mistake for trying to grapple with somebody that's obviously stronger than her. Um, and now we have this fight here. Um, I don't see Valentina making any mistakes like that. If she doesn't get the finish, she'll she'll certainly switch gears to just outpoint and, and pick up a decisive victory. And you know, Andrade is just a brawler to me. I don't see her, uh, especially against someone like Valentina. I just don't see her uh, even getting a hold of her to try to impose any type of strength. Um, Valentina's just really her and Amanda Nunes are like the same sort of like dominant female in their divisions right now. So. I am. Um, I'm with you. I'm 100 yeah. percent with you on that one. Speaking of Rose, <laughs> second second title fight of the night: the women's strawweight title, uh, Zhang Wei Li uh, versus uh, Rose Namajunas. Uh, Wei Li's 21 and one. Uh, Namajunas nine and four. Uh, Namajunas, the former champion. Uh, who, as we said, gave the title away to Andrade, who mm. is now fighting for the title at a higher weight because she lost her belt to to, to Whaley Zang. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird uh, little, little triangle here that uh, um, that Andrade so recently lost a title fight to Zang, and Zang is and now she's fighting the title way above, which is mm-hmm. weird. But um, this fight right here, I really have no idea. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, it is, it's hard. It's a hard one to call. Uh, part of me, you know, the thing is that I, uh, I, I've generally, I, I mean, I've watched Namina's fight for since almost since the very beginning, like when she or Invicta debut. I mean, yeah, one, she's two, three evolved fights, a lot, yeah. you know, but, and, and in the beginning, like I didn't see her as this like striker. I saw her as dynamic, uh, in her movements and her submissions and her creativity. Uh, but it really wasn't until like, really the second Joanna fight, because I thought the first one was maybe a fluke until the second Joanna fight where she just established herself as like this just killer on her, on her, on the hand, you know, with her hands standing. I, I, it's hard for me to bet it go against her, but with that loss being that she got dropped on her head in a fight, she was dominating. So, Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess to kind of, I'm going to pick Nama Yunus. I'm going to pick Nama Yunus to win by a decision. I think in a real, real good fight, um, and I think this might set up like a little bit of a rivalry here, where we where we get these girls fighting a couple times back and forth mm-hmm. here. But uh, I, I that's what I see. I I I don't know. I mean, it's so close to me. Like I I think they could fight ten times, and one will win five, and one will win the other five. You know. Yeah. So uh, well, I don't know. I, what do you got? I'm 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 a hundred percent with you. I actually it's another one we both agree on because uh, I mean my reasoning. Is, is my reasoning is almost uh, you kind of kind of almost I don't want to say cut and paste what I said about uh, uh, Weidman and Hall, but so when I look at 
I feel like not not Nama Yunus. She hasn't. She's uh. She's a little. I don't want to say because Wei Li Zhang has proven herself to be pretty good everywhere too. But I from the uh the the losses that Rose has suffered, I feel like she she's someone that knows to make adjustments on the fly, if unless she makes a mistake. But I just um. You know, when I look at uh, uh, Wei Li's last fight, uh, when the last time she fought was Joanna, right? Yes. Yeah, and that was like they both went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I don't know if uh, I mean she could definitely put Rose away or whatever, but uh, I just feel like Rose lately, Rose has just shown herself to be uh, another really intelligent fighter, and and I feel like her reach, her footwork, things like that. It might it might be one of those fights that go all five rounds. It might not be the most entertaining thing. Who knows? I mean, the, when ha- they really haven't disappointed in the past either of these ladies. So I don't want to say it's, it, it could possibly be boring, but um, I think it'll be a fun. I think it'll be a fun fight, but I I can see Rose pulling off a, a decisive a decision victory. I don't see her finishing, uh, maybe on the ground before the second round or. You know, after round two, I don't see a submission coming, and it'll be, uh, you know, like a points victory. But yeah, I'm with you. And then we got. Uh, so that's, that brings us to the main event uh, rematch uh, from one of the early COVID bouts. Uh, Kamaro Usman, Jorge Masvidal. Um, Usman, uh, the champ, 18 and 1. Masvidal, the challenger again, 35 and 14. Um, Last fight for Masvidal was the loss to Usman, mm-hmm. and Usman is coming off of a win over Gilbert Burns uh, not too long ago, actually. Uh, two fifty-eight, yeah, yeah two fifty-eight. So uh, early February. February. Uh, I, I'm picking Usman. I yeah. I'd love to see Masvidal win, uh, but I've said my feelings about you know stuff that I didn't think that he would. Yeah, I'm surprised he got this quick of a rematch. Uh, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, that's that's up to whatever. But I would love to see Masvidal win. It would be great. It would be awesome. But uh, I think Usman is just on another level than him. And uh, I uh, I feel like Usman might be out to to prove a point this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a yeah. you know, a, um, you know a, a, a George St. Pierre, when George St. Pierre really wanted to kind of hurt somebody, yeah. you know, as opposed to just George St. Pierre that was kind of just going in there to to, to win. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like if Usman gets a chance here, he's going to try to prove a point, hurt Masvidal. Um, I actually think that he can pro- that he could get a finish late in this fight. Um, I have no idea what the betting odds are on a finish versus – imagine his decision is probably the, the heavy favorite of this mm-hmm. fight. Uh, but I, I'm taking Usman to win. I think he dominates this fight. But yeah. God, I would jump out of my seat of glory if somehow Masvidal pulled it off. Hey, I mean that you're. It's definitely set up for that. Being in Florida, you know Masvidal. I mean, they're both. Well, I know Usman used to train out there in Florida, or is, I don't know if he still lives out there, or if he's considered local from out there, or whatever, because because he, he trains under uh, Trevor Whitman and them now. But um, I uh, it's it's obviously tailor made for a Masvidal win, and as far as the marketing and fights to make and everything the UFC machine wants, but um, I, um, you know, the, the fact that Usman called for this fight, um, it's almost like he, it's some, it's a challenge within himself that he wants to answer a call for because 
one of the things a lot of people, myself included, have said about the the first fight is like, what? Look at Masvidal and how well he did on a short notice against someone as good as Usman is. You know, they went to a decision, and then um, you look at the other side of that, where where Masvidal, who's before he fought Usman, said openly, "I just want to make money, money fights." You know, the whole Nick Diaz thing. I just want to make a lot of money before my because he said he wants to be done. I mean, we're already at the halfway point of when he said he wants to be done fighting, like within another year or two. So he wants to make as much money as he can, <clears throat> but then when he had this out of the blue chance to fight Usman, uh, the fact that he came, you know, went to a decision almost, almost reignited a fire under him. Outside of their beef and that whole thing that happened with, with whatever fan event they were at, um, it, it almost re- it seemed to reignite a fire underneath him where he says like, like he's like, wow, I could actually be a champion. I came close, and you know, with preparation, I, I could probably do better. You know, so you got two really, really motivated, skilled martial artists facing off against one another. It could be anybody's fight, but uh, the reason Usman has been such a dominant champion is because he's uh, he's someone that, in his career, has been a little more been a little more disciplined. And I just feel like that's where it's not. Never mind their skill set and their strength and and you know whatever what have you. I think it's the 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 the, the mental aspect. It seems like this. I'm saying that for a lot of these fights, but just the the mind of Usman is just better prepared for the cycle of, you know, competition and being a champion, and and, and that might be something relatively new to Masvidal. I just feel like that that favors Usman in this fight. So I'm with you. I could see a, a, a decision coming. <clears throat> So that's the main card. Uh, should be a heck of a night of fights. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the uh, the night before Friday night. Uh, quick little note: uh, PFL returns. You've got the PFL Professional Fighters League <laughs> yeah. T-shirt on. Um, why don't you uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about a couple of the things going down this Friday night? Well, I mean, it's it's their first event back. It's actually here in Jersey, where I where I'm at. I wish I could go, but you know, we're. Uh, the state ain't exactly run the greatest. <laughs> so, uh, um, but there's, they're in their bubble the, at the ocean resort casino. Clay Collard versus Sergio Pettis is, is, uh, Anthony the main Pettis. Of, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Anthony Pettis, Sergio's in Bellator. Um, easy to get them mistaken when they both leave the UFC for some reason, <laughs> but, uh, um, it's his first fight. It's his debut. It's headlining the card. Um, there's, uh, the this season for folks that don't know the pfl does a season format it's the only combat sports league that does a season and uh, me and matt were talking before you had you know people talk about card placement obviously you want to put the biggest names at the top of the card but you know at the end of this season you know it could be someone you've never heard of look at the success of uh, uh ray cooper the third from previous season nobody knew who he was until they marketed him against jake shields Everyone thought he was going to beat Jake Shields, and then he wound up winning the, the 2019 uh, championship. For those, if you don't know by now, all these guys are fighting in a tournament that leads them to be the champion of their weight class and become millionaires. So, um, I I wasn't surprised to hear that they'd be here in Jersey because the, one of the investors who passed away owned the Ocean Resort and Casino. They've hosted there before. And if if they do, they're good. They said they're going to be there pretty much for the whole the whole thing. Um, if fans are allowed back in, and you can get to Atlantic City, that venue for fights, I've been to it. I've been to Bellator and UFC events there. 
the uh, they call it the o- Ovation Hall. They might change the name of it because I know they're renovating. But that's a great venue for fights. It sucks that they can't have fans in there, but if you can, you know, maybe towards the end of the summer or whatever, if things hopefully improve and you can get there for a fight, get there for a fight because uh, it's it's a it's a good time. It's like being in the it's like being in the ghetto Las Vegas, Atlantic New City, New Jersey. Um, you know, but uh, with just uh, you know, there's an ocean there. <laughs> 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 All right, so that's PFL Friday night. Um, main card is broadcast, currently being broadcast on ESPN2, prelims on ESPN+. Plus. I think that pretty much is wrapping us up for the week. Uh, oh, and, they're, and they're doing something with Twitter they announced today. I forget what the details are, but um, I don't know if they're going to live stream some some exclusive. They said some exclusive stuff will be coming that night through Twitter. So if you if you feel like checking your phone, wherever you're at, Matt, when you're out there in, in the in, – uh, the, the the asshole of uh, the East Coast. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I'm a, yeah. I, I'm a, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm joking. I got a lot of people I love in Florida, so I'm just breaking balls because uh, I'm I have I was supposed to have been there already. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm uh. This I might actually just pay for the airplane Wi-Fi and uh, see if my ESPN Plus I can watch that on the flight. If yeah. I can pull that off and watch the prelims while I'm flying in, that will. Uh, be a nice way to start a vacation, which will eventually end next week, uh, next Friday at BKFC 17. And, and you get a free mask at, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. You get a free mask when you go to the UFC on, on Saturday. Yeah. Super excited about that one. Oh, two, uh, <laughs> oh, two industries or whatever the fuck <laughs> is. <laughs> So uh, fans can always check us out at all access MMA.com. Uh, the home of our video podcast. Uh, you can follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. You been uh, you've been twitching it all lately, Ed, or uh, you've been taking oh, some yeah. time off? No, I did Sunday night. I am playing. You want to hear me drunken babble? Uh, follow me on Twitch when I play video games. This is obviously there too, but. You know, uh, yeah, I do uh, that. This is there. The stuff I do for MMAnews.com streams there. And then if you want to, when I'm, because we're still kind of on lockdown here in Jersey, I uh, I, I do my uh, Division Two solo play in New York City, half drunk a lot of times. I say a lot of funny shit. So you can hear my speech slur toward as the stream goes on. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. Have a good night. Uh, Everybody uh, look forward to telling everybody about the experience and uh, hope everybody enjoys the fights this weekend. Talk to you later. Enjoy. Don't get uh, hives or anything down there. Nah. (laughs) Hey, guys. Ed here. East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on youtube and anywhere you listen to podcasts also if you'd like to help us out and donate uh the support links are in any of the uh podcast descriptions and some the links are also provided on our youtube channel the blogboard jungle um thanks again for listening and if you give us some support we'll give you a shout on the podcast maybe uh bring you on for a ufc pay-per-view breakdown or two thanks again